Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Beyond the Lights, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood and released in 2014. The plot of Beyond the Lights goes something like this. A talented young singer struggles with fame and finding her own voice in the face of overbearing external pressure. I always read that as Prince by the Wood. Oh, Prince by the Wood. See, that makes so much more sense. Anyway, that's a lovely name, but I think it's Prince by the Wood. Okay. Anyway, whatever. She, um, she's, I, she's been around a little bit, I, but this, I think, is the first thing I've seen of hers. Um, I just watched this this morning and I totally love this. This is just perfect for like the middle of the summer holidays. My brain is, I don't really want to have to engage my brain too much, but I actually want to have a movie that gives me something interesting and cool and different to watch. I thought it was okay. Ah. Um, I didn't dislike it and I thought it was quite a good movie, but I think it had been a little overhyped because okay. I heard Oscar buzz and stuff and I was like, this is not an Oscar worthy movie. It is a like fairly straight up romantic drama. It yeah. has a good solid Maybe. solid central performance from Gugu and a good performance from Minnie Driver yeah, as well. I was, She's I very think it good was in Minnie it. Driver who had the Oscar buzz around her. No, this. it was it was the director and stuff as well. I think I feel like it just wasn't I mean it was fine. Yeah, it, I don't think the direction was particularly special. In some cases it was a little heavy-handed. Like there's a bit where we first we follow um, Kaz home for the first time and we go into his house and we like look at his trophies and his, there's a little cross and there's a, I think there might be a picture of Martin Luther King and there's a Obama book on the, on the shelf and stuff. It's really, and then we see his quotes on his refrigerator. It's quite, but it's sort of, it, it sort of detracts from the story. I bet he does story. affirmations in the morning. Yeah, no, he totally does affirmations. <laughs> and, but it wasn't done organically to like following him into the apartment yeah. and meeting his dog and stuff, which was organic. It kind of like we follow him in and then we go to the side to see all these things in his apartment. Like it's deliberately showing you those, which to me felt like a little bit um, that that was not, that's kind of a little bit unsubtle in terms of direction for me. I think the whole thing was pretty unsubtle. Um, And I think the whole thing was pretty kind of by the numbers. It really, there's nothing in this movie that made me go, huh, that's happening now. Everything was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. Then this, this, this I bit's kind of happen. liked the through line about black women's bodies. I thought that was that quite was well that was done. possibly one um, of the most interesting, the bit, especially black women's bodies and like how Minnie Driver had ownership of Gugu yeah. Martha Raw. Um, uh, and, and how uh, sorry, what's Macy? Is um, it Macy, her mother? Um, yeah, Marcy or Marcy. Macy? Yeah, uh, has ownership of Noni <laughs> is interesting. Well, that, that, uh, that through line of her being like. Her only family is her white mother and her white mother is not the right person to be shepherding her through this black world in the way that she is. And she's also got her hooked up with a white rapper who is also really bad for her because she's basically in the world of black music and black entertainment, but then she's got a white mother who is a really overbearing manager and this white um, rap who has helped her career take off and they're like exactly the wrong people to help her through this and like and 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 but that through line from the very first scene where her mother takes her to a, a black hairdresser because she doesn't know how to deal with her hair and she's yeah. got to perform all the way through to her with the fake purple hair and pulling out the the weave and going back to her natural hair but the bit where she's assaulted on stage by her ex-boyfriend and mm-hmm. all that sort of that through line about black women's bodies I think is particularly well done and particularly necessary and um, probably could have only been done that well and that um, with that much sort of nuance by a black woman director. Yeah. So I thought that was well done. I think that is slightly – I was thinking about the plot of it rather than oh, the right. themes yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think – but I don't – I still didn't find that very surprising, but I enjoy – like I thought it was really interesting. But it's still this kind of plot where it's like she is – 
you know, needs to be saved and along comes this guy and he's basically Captain America. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and so then he, they go away together and she rediscovers herself and then she has to come back into the world and it seems like her mother might be back on her side, but she isn't. none of that was like, I, I didn't get any kind of like, wow, this is interesting. I just got kind of, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. So, next. yeah, I, I think, though, because it's pushing a boundary by making it a most explicitly and overtly black story and a black woman's story, I, I think it's okay that the plot isn't pushing boundaries or anything or isn't, like, out there. It's a simple plot because you don't need to focus on the plot in order to focus on the more important themes that they've got going. I guess so. I just um, didn't I find have it some very problems with Kaz and Kaz's, like, need to rescue women because he goes back and then rescues this woman he's met on a domestic violence call out as well and like that sort of pathological need to rescue women and it's not really explicitly explained I kind of hope though that between that and when he shows up on stage and is kind of a bit like when he comes back to her in London at the end I kind of hope he's kind of gotten over that a bit it seems like he has but it's not really explicitly explained. That to me was like that character was a bit much that trait in him. But yeah. Well, that's the that's one of the things that is always in these nice guy roles that drives me crazy. And it's not just the rescuing women thing. It's that kind of protective, possessive nature to it. Not just like that he wants to rescue women, but that he feels like women are weaker. Mm. and less mm-hmm. and they need and this him is, to be there it's to... something that's in a lot of these characters and is not in captain america which is uh mm. making that connection again but um it's that kind of like the the concept that women are like the weaker sex basically mm-hmm. and that's a inherent part of masculinity and when uh noni doesn't want to do what kaz wants her to do then she's somehow worse for it and then he makes these predictions that i think because those predictions don't come true, it disproves him a little bit where he says, oh, you'll be back on your knees and whatever. And then she doesn't do that. Mm. Um, I think is, is yeah. kind of a, a. Well, yeah. And that's why I read that ending bit where he comes back and he's wearing like this really dowdy gray jumper and things as him sort of realizing that he was wrong on that front. But I, I don't But know also he has to like face his own fears in order to do that, which yeah. kind of, yeah, is but important. It does. I, I think it would have been equally interesting to see that part of the movie instead of not having it in there. Mm. Um, yeah, I would have liked that. That anyway. almost might have been that kind of part of the story that I was missing or something because I, I just feel like it's very easy. I actually Too easy. I also felt that it was both too long and missing something. So, like, I, I felt like there wasn't enough of the, the story of her going from being, like, the little girl to being – the performer like because we basically cut from her being nine years old and that that child actress is amazing by the way what a gorgeous yeah. singer she was looks nothing no no like but, Gugu Matherall, no but, but adorable yeah. and like a great singer but th- that we could sort of cut and it is really straight. interesting to see the the huge difference between this kind of dowdy girl in that dress with the mm. glasses to like the sex yeah, and we see image. no there's nothing in between and we just kind of cut straight to her being in a video with blonde hair and like wearing almost nothing and you're like hey, is that the same oh right yeah that's Gugu. Oh, okay that's meant to be her like i would have wouldn't have minded a little bit more of that a, a link there between that little girl and to where she goes to but then like it also felt a bit too long for me like i, I felt mm. like this could have all been done in 90 minutes well that's i think what i feel like is that the really interesting parts weren't explored mm-hmm. and they were ditched in favor of the love story you well, know what i mean well because there's a really interesting they do explore i think something that's interesting about um kaz and noni and overbearing parents and external pressure and what it's like 
to try and come out. I really out liked from... seeing Danny Glover in this. Wasn't by the way. he good? Yeah. He really was. Yeah, he, really, and he can, was really good. Like, and he, but and so he's got to deal with like the pressure of his dad and the black church and like all these kind of things that make up a, a young black man's life, and, and that's really interesting. And then of course she's also dealing with a whole different level of pressure of being famous and having this mum who who's invested a whole life in this career and all this kind of stuff. And I, I thought that was that was kind of interesting. There was also t- starts to touch on something interesting also about, you know, like these stage mothers and which who are so horribly maligned and often do awful things like this stage mother does. And it starts to touch on something interesting with them about why she might have wanted to do that. And Well, that's why she's like, the most interesting character. Right, because that path of that fame thing that like one of the few ways that a working class person can really become an upper class person is through show business, right? It's like show business Especially or since sport. Especially they're English. Yeah, show business or sport, right, are your two options. If you're working class and you want to, like, really move up the class structure, that's a way to do it. And I started to p- draw these parallels between stage mothers like Minnie Driver's character and, like, social climbing, which is a very – another thing that people in England will talk about people as being social climbers as though wanting to get yourself to a better station in life is a bad thing and you shouldn't do it. And I think the problem is not doing it. The problem is being seen to be ambitious, and it's, and they were started to explore really interesting stuff around ambition and like having been a teenage mother and not knowing what to do with this your 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 daughter and being on your own and like seeing this talent and and running with it that's kind of that's fascinating to me but it, I don't think they really go into it they kind of touch on it and Again, I think Mini Driver puts that into the performance there's a lot it's of complexity. not exploring the interesting stuff in order to focus on this love story yeah yeah which was not that interesting to me. And I think that's why the movie didn't work so well for me. And I, I, I don't, I don't get into romantic stories very much. I just don't like. Yeah. That's not something that interests me all that much. You know, uh, it's sort of I'm it never sucker. has been. I'm a sucker for a backstage story. I'm a, I'm not so much a sucker for romance, but I'm a total sucker for backstage stories. So that's why I was into it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that kind of thing. But it, yeah, no. It, I think romances when the whole focus of a story is romance. And is this love story between the two people? It does tend to lose me a bit. And that's just a product of what this movie is, I guess. But I feel like it was too gentle and too easy and too light. Although I did think in, in terms of the direction, there's a very pretty kind of gauzy, soft look mm. to the um, to the happier parts of her life, especially when she's on holiday, as opposed to like the harshness of the lights and stuff when she's yeah, and, uh, on stage. And the, the lighting of little little goo goo night little um little noni and then when she finally goes back to her natural hair and dressing her own style at the end that can sort of i also just up. say that the only other person i've ever heard of called noni is noni hazelhurst <laughs> from play school and so i just had so many moments in this movie oh the like, um noni. the actress playing hermione is no noni or noni? no no she's not she's no me no me all right is it no me no ma no ma? it's it's similar i think it's no name. ma because no me is the one from sensate yeah okay Anyway, um, but yeah, no, there was like, I think there were some things that the holiday was really good, especially like I liked when she traded away her very expensive uh, um, jewelry Earrings, for yeah. cheap jewelry that mm-hmm. meant something to her. I liked um, uh, the bit where the little girl destroys the trophy is so upsetting to me, by the way. But yeah. Oh, I know. I was just like, wow. That's why I wanted more of that because we just kind of suddenly get thrust into this mother asking her kid to destroy the trophy and that's why like that could be there's so much more to that like she's so angry that this other kid 
who, yeah, totally untalented, but like you could come in second in a contest. That's not fair. Like that little not, girl does, isn't untalented. Right. It's just that she, but, but like, she probably has to deal with the same stuff. Right. Exactly. It's no, like, it's not a big deal to come second. It's not even a big deal to go in a contest and well, not Noni win. Noni was really proud of herself. Right. Noni was like really happy. And it's not even a big deal if she'd gone in and hadn't got a trophy because it's still, she still did an amazing job and everyone applauded and th- she was really good. Well, that's but, the, the tie in with the next bit that I was going to mention, which mm. is the, uh, um, she's got a billboard on her. No, no, no. Her, um, her performance of the same song again when she's on oh, holiday yeah. and the lack of demonization of YouTube. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because yeah. most of the time in these kinds of movies, it goes, Oh, this, this 30 second video that everybody has become obsessed with, it is terrible for people and it's a flash in the pan mm. and that sort of stuff. And that always kind of drives me crazy. YouTube is just a medium. It's just a thing that happens, but it also, it also recognizes that like performances like that do go viral and people, watch them and it's actually an important part of the way people discover bits of culture. Right. And the thing about that is that what that's doing is actually investigating this kind of 30-second YouTube fame as a possibly positive thing in that you are able to get out the message that you want to, whereas everything up until now has been controlled by her um, producers and Mm -hmm. her mother and everything. But on YouTube, you can put anything. Yeah. You can, you can put this like 30 seconds. I mean, um, one of the things that remind me of is Miley Cyrus. She put up a video of her singing, uh, look what, look what he's done to my song, Ma. Yeah. And, uh, just recording it in her backyard with people and like really singing and really performing as mm. opposed to what, you know, a lot of the time it's the other kind of performance that she's doing, but this was very kind of real and genuine. The thing is that you, when you're on YouTube, you can put on the real you, the what you're really trying to get mm. through to people and it can reach people, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, okay. And, but- so, and sometimes it will reach people in a different way than like purple hair and tiny little outfits. Right, exactly. Mm. Is that like you can you can put something through that's who you really are and what's genuine. Mm. And that's how it she be and that's how she like breaks out of exactly. where she was. And interestingly there's a scene earlier where she's do- she does a um she's doing like morning TV and stuff and her mum's like stay off Twitter and she does it does show her going on Twitter later and then she's got a heap of dickheads on there telling her to kill herself. But like her mother is very much focused on old media and the old way of telling the story and her mother is part of that kind of record label um old media she even has a fax machine mm. and that's obviously like the generational break with it's the concept being under of her mother's control it's the concept of these current new technologies being inherently bad and the older ones yeah. being inherently good that you see a lot of the time yeah and i think that's what it's challenging is that it's not inherently bad some of it is bad twitter has terrible terrible people but so on it. does old media Old media has terrible, terrible people. It does. I mean, I do, I do still think that the internet definitely gives those terrible people more of a platform to be able to harass their. But it's as a platform, these things are neutral. And but also for a lot of people, social platforms have been are there for for ordinary people. It's their way of connecting. For people who are famous, it's like it's a way of building a career. Justin Bieber wouldn't be around if it weren't for YouTube. He basically built his entire career on it. Don't use that as an example. He's awful. He was just the one I could think of because I really can't think of anyone who's become as famous after starting on YouTube. But it's a a neutral thing, right? It's not a... Now my my brain's like, Darren Chris, helpful, Katie. 
Well, no, I guess he yeah. did start on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's not as famous as Justin Bieber. No, but yes, he's definitely. But he he uh, definitely got his start through um college. Uh, yeah, through YouTube. School. Yeah, and then he also put up his versions of mm. Disney songs on YouTube. So yeah, yeah. The the channels themselves are, are neutral, and they do mean a lot of good things for a lot of people. Sorry, I'm thinking about Star Wars again. Because my, my my theory that the force is neutral and it's about how people use, but anyway, yeah, well, that, but that's that's YouTube and Tumblr or Twitter or whatever. I mean, they're not neutral because they are now big companies and they make certain decisions that impact their users in certain ways. But I think the largely, internet is neutral. Yeah, the internet is a neutral space and social media is a neutral space. And it all comes down to how you use it. And a lot of people can have a really good experience using it. And it's the last free space. Well, it seems appropriate for this movie anyway to be talking yeah. about. All well, because because the bit with the fax machine, it, I was like, she has a fax machine. But then, like, of course, it, it, again, that's I guess that's just a slightly heavy-handed. Mum is the old media, and Noni is the new media kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I mean, and the, their interactions are very interesting. I mean, the movie was probably at its best when it was those two. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I don't think the guy who plays Kaz is a particularly good actor. No, he's been chosen he's for his very abs. pretty. Yeah, and his but arms. There's not much that he's bringing to that interaction with Gugu, like because she is so far out of his league, man. Yes. Acting wise, she is on another level, and he's just not keeping up. Well, even like even at the start, I, I even though I knew that like immediately as soon as we saw him, they were going to get together. I was like, I feel like she could do better. No, see, that's the thing is that when he first showed up, it genuinely took me a while to realize that he was the male lead right, of the movie. Right, I did I, exactly because I was like, really, she's going to get with? Okay, well, you know, sure. And there is that kind of oh, he's the ordinary guy thing, but does he have to be that ordinary? He's, Apart from, and I think it's his funny arms. that his like his family's got him running for office, and I'm like, they've got him running for office, like yeah, he's really got no personality. There's his. But he's also got like nothing to bring to the table. Like, what the hell? Is, how the hell is he going to make the world the, the the a better place? Like, I just don't see it. Well, by protecting women. Yeah, exactly. With his arms. Women. With his arms. With his arms and his and abs. by getting shot for them. Yeah, that bit was. Yeah, I know. I know. Ugh, that was so. It bothered me so much that bit. Yeah, me too. It really did. And and I don't know what that. I don't know what it was trying to go for with him. But it just didn't like he does have this hero complex that mm. is maybe it's the only reason that they got together. But it would have been nice if he didn't necessarily have the hero complex, but he just specifically wanted to, you know, help mm. her. Yeah. But the I see you bit as well, like that rings false. So when you realize that he has the rescuing women issues, mm-hmm. um, it, it rings much more true if it was more genuine in that moment. Yeah. Cause that was a really, cause that could have been a really good bit because I've heard that before in terms of performers and audiences like this is coming from Amanda Palmer's book she talks about she actually talks about when she was a street performer and the kind of interaction between performer and audience of I see you and I and and when it's working right it's you look the audience feels like the performer sees them and the performer feels like the audience sees them and like I think that was that's an interesting concept of being a performer and obviously at that point in Noni's life Nobody, she doesn't feel like anybody is seeing her because they aren't because it's, she's under like layers of hair extensions and wearing nothing and, and being this girl who her mother thinks is the right person to be out in public and is the image that she wants to, pr- to put out there. And I think the ICU is interesting, but yeah, it, once you put that on his, what we later learn about his character, it's not as nice. Exactly. It doesn't, it just doesn't work quite as well. Also, I don't get the thing about the planes. I don't know why they do that in so many movies. The watching planes fly overhead. It's not that exciting. And I don't know why it's, a, it's in so many movies. Yeah. 
Why is that? What What is that trope? It's such a weird trope. The one thing I could think of with that is that planes usually fly over much less salubrious suburbs where people who live in them probably can't afford to go on planes. And so I think uh, in this case, I think it might be about him having grown up with not too much money and not having not being able to fly on the planes and like watching them. I think it I mean it's usually yeah it's usually a metaphor for not being able to escape but it's just yeah. that it's not it, but it, they like, do it all the time it's 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 this very specific trope of people going on romantic dates but they also and watching planes yeah fly but it totally overhead. it ties into class though so there's a scene I can remember also in like Things bend it like Beckham, where the dad works at the airport, but they never get to go anywhere because they don't have enough money. But see, that's like, a more interesting that, way of doing it. Yeah, I I just feel like it's such a weird trope to have popped up that like I've seen at least four or five movies where or TV shows where like or the goes, romantic date thing is to lie down and watch plays. Right, it goes back like yeah. I've seen that happen in old like yeah, mo- yeah. back in the seventies, eighties. Yeah. Who would do that? That's what gets me is that like who who is going to go, yeah, for fun, what I'm going to do is go watch planes fly overhead. I guess like engineers on a date. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, that would make sense though. Not like a pop singer and a policeman. Yeah, it's going to watch planes fly overhead. Such a strange trope that's popped up. Mm. And when that happened, I was just like, really? And that's, I think, part of this is just you're always sort of going, really? And then every so often it breaks through that mold and there's these really great moments like when she smashes the pictures. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and, really, they, the horrible oh, objectifying bit, pictures. Is that when he like smuggles in a doctor and you have all these – doesn't he like smuggle in a doctor to have a look at her hands or something like that at that moment? I don't remember that happening, but I felt like because I yeah. had this like Michael Jackson kind of flashback thing where, oh. or like this celebrity flashback thing where like they lie about what's happening and, but you can see that there's people trying to smuggle in these doctors or mm. something's going wrong and they're trying to make sure, make it seem like everything's okay. That yeah, kind I don't, of, I don't remember. I m- might have stopped paying attention for, I was, I, was, I was getting a bit bored to be honest. I was, I was like, this movie's really long. Why is it so long? But I did like that bit where she smashes up those like horribly objectifying pictures and well, then when she it. comes back, her mother has replaced that with the three gold records, which I thought was really that. Like, I thought that was quite you know neatly done. It was, and it was much more subtle than some of the other things that happened in the in the, in the film. That's that's what I mean. Is that it had these moments where it transcends. Mm. Most of the movie doesn't do that. Mm. Most of the movie is just what it is, and it's fine, but it's just what it is. Mm. And that I think is just why I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. And I have I've wanted to do this movie since it came out. It didn't, uh, as always with black movies, didn't get a release in Australia. Yeah, I'm so f-ing sick of that. Like it just, I don't even know if, if it even got a, a any kind of release. We found it's on Netflix, but we just didn't. It didn't get that we noticed a cinematic release and I wanted to do it and we never got to do it and I've I've just been wanting to do it for ages and then when I saw that you had watched it I thought well we must review this because it's of interest to us but it's also like sort of fits with our ambition of doing you know movies by female directors directors of color like interesting stuff it's, it's I just wanted to see it and make well, sure that I had seen it my then watch Fruitvale Station we can do that cuz that one mm. is really I will watch that yeah. because I um, I've Ryan Coogler, who is like 29. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> he's a baby and he's amazing. And I actually, if, um, like I'm, it looks like he's going to be picked up to direct Black Panther and I think he'll do a great job of that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Watch yeah. We'll Fruitvale watch Station, Station. That's worth it. And we'll do another um, episode on that. I, but I did like, for what it's worth, I had a lot of fun watching this. It was a nice, light, romantic movie that I could pick up and watch. And it, it gave me, like I said at the start, it actually gave me some meat to think about, but it also, it was like a, a fun backstage, you know, pop star musical kind of movie that it, it's fun to me to watch those kind of movies. So I, 
yeah, I kind of been wanting to see it for a while, and I, I, I if it had been about actors, it possibly would have interested me more. I don't know. It just, it, it was so. Every every so often, I would wander away and then check in and, and realize what was going yeah, on. Be like, I, oh, I had it's to this stop bit. a couple of times and go off and do things because I was like, this is kind of really long. Like it would. It isn't. I, it's an hour and a half long. It's, oh no, no wait, it's, it's an, an hour and fifty four minutes. Yeah. It should have been ninety minutes. I, yeah. There was definitely quite a bit of stuff that could have been. That's right. It was the only long down. one that I watched. Yeah, I remember but, now. but but I have both things I would have liked to add in and things I would have taken out. So, um, yeah. The other thing that got me about it was the music's not that good. Except for, like, I mean, Beyonce, obviously, let them use one of her songs. Well, no, I mean, the music that she makes is not that good. Oh, no, it's not. But especially that song at the end when you're comparing it to Blackbird. Yeah. And then she does that song and you're and it's supposed to be her big moment. And you're like, but this is not a good song. Like, and they, we've seen so many movies where that scene either does work or doesn't work based on the song. Uh, yeah, because yeah, sometimes some, they're terrific. Well, and a Diane Warren's involved in this. Like, there's some talent behind this. And Beyonce, like, these are pe- these are big names lending their names to the soundtrack. And they obviously license the like, Nina yeah, Simone song it's and just stuff. Not a, it, the, the last, like, the original songs are not, mm. you don't, there's no, mm. like, she wins a, an award and it's not that good, the song that yeah, she wins but she for. Wins an, yeah, that's not meant to be, though. She's winning an award with that horrible white rapper dude and no, he's I know, doing horrible exploitative music. No, I know, but you still have to make a, a song that is either an earworm or something that, like, people connect to or something. You don't win mm. an award for crappy songs that don't do anything for anybody you just don't like even if people think that taylor swift's music is crappy there are teenage girls who are connecting to it and it's catchy it's like, not you've got crappy to have... though it's ca- it's catchy and it's got it good hooks i couldn't no i you couldn't pay me to remember what happens in that song like seriously i i can remember the videos and stuff but the the actual music and i just felt like the music yeah i can't actually remember the how the last song went i only watched it this afternoon so yeah it um, it's not it isn't good the music but... isn't good enough to hold up the narrative she would have been better off doing her own like remix of Blackbird. Yeah, or I, I just, I'm not. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I just don't. I guess I'm not as into music to, enough to be bothered by that. Well, it bothers me only because it's such a big part of the plot. Mm. And whenever the, you, there's a lot of uh, movies like this, where like if the music is a really big part of the plot, then the music really needs to hold up on its own. Yeah, it's one thing that Empire does really well. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, yeah. The, oh Josie my God. and the Pussycats I has have, the best original yes, songs. I have and still play songs from that soundtrack. Exactly. And that has those are original songs that like mm. they're so catchy. I can sing three yeah, songs yeah. from but, Josie but and the yeah, Pussycats. Yeah, Empire of more recent stuff. Exactly. Does Empire really does a really good, good job. music. But that's the thing is that Beyond the Lights needs that. Right. And they have like they were able to get a Beyonce song. Um, clearly, Beyonce and Oprah through their power behind this movie. So, like, clearly they had some people who would have helped them out. Yeah. Um, and Beyonce writes good songs. Right. And they, they, Get only her use, in there. they only use one of them. They used Crazy in Love. And it worked well in the context of w- in which it was used. But, like, but they also had, like, Rita Ora, um, I think, doing some of the songs. She did. She, cause she, her, um, her, the one that she sang was up for a, a best original song right, it was Oscar. A, right. There you go. Um, so that was the one that played when they went off to, um, to the holiday. It's grateful. I think it's called. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not bad. That's one that plays over the credits and credits. Yeah. And that was better than a lot of the original stuff. I, I, I do think the Noni original songs didn't. Yeah, work okay. well i don't I, and also like she's got this voice and she never uses it in any of the songs mm. when she sings blackbird she sounds like a different person to even the song that she's singing at the end of the movie why is that happening mm. because well, the mean, song at the end of the movie should have felt like blackbird it should have I, been original it should have been powerful and it was very shallow yeah i but it is also like it's the first song she's been in her career where she's actually 
been allowed time to get in the studio and record her own stuff, she's still learning. She's still just starting that. out with That's her new stuff. What, yeah, I get yeah. that. But it's her big moment of triumph. She wins yeah. an award it for a song be that's not good. It a just bigger name, it a bigger song. Yeah. Okay. It, it, for me, it doesn't work. It's just kind of shallow. Mm. Um, and the lyrics are like uh, in faux inspirational shallow and mm. that you yeah, know like, how like that the gets quotes to on me. his his stupid fridge you know which is how wh- that gets why to me. it's it's why i never fully connect with him either because he's into like aspirational quotes yeah. and stuff and i'm like uh-huh, yeah i know and, really? and then but the thing is he i mean never, i guess they're meant he to be never 24, goes deeper. 25 but he never gets out of that mode like he never interrogates that he interrogates his rescuing women thing and his flying thing but he never interrogates his stupid affirmation also I do want to point out that Minnie Driver is 13 years older than yeah. Gugun Bathuro. Yeah. Well, but she was meant to be a teenage mother. Like, again. I know. And Gugun Bathuro is it's also weird, meant to be younger. But there are, there are, yeah, exactly. But there are lots in common with the Justin Bieber story here about the teenage mother and the, like, really pushy stage mother and the, um, well, going also off the Rihanna. Rails and, yep. Yep. Is the other person that I was thinking of when I was watching this was Rihanna. Mm. Um, yeah. And it, it, yeah, I don't know anything about Rihanna's mother, but I don't. Want no, to it was the um, boyfriend stuff. Oh, that, right, because because Rihanna the, and the, um, um, the way she dresses and the kind of yeah. music that she makes. Right. No, made I, me yeah, think I was of thinking Rihanna. more more of the being pushed by yes. parental stuff. Because Rihanna, Rihanna is very much like, so far as I know about her, very much driven and her own person. I don't think it was because of she had a no, pushy mother that she got but her. But the purpose. mold of pop stars that that right, Noni the, is fitting into yeah. is the Rihanna mold. Right. Yes. And also, there's the abusive boyfriend stuff. Yeah, and then there's and then there is, of course, the yeah the question of like whether the journey she's got to go from is from being like wearing almost no clothes and yeah, and doing the whole all of, it's a it's a little slut shamey like oh it is it, the, yeah, yeah going from that to then being like natural hair and demure little dresses and things like that like yeah why like is, it is maybe there is a middle ground there is a there is such thing as as people wearing short dresses and fancy hair and. And doing it because they want to do it and well, out of their Nicki own Minaj. agency. Yeah. Um, um, it would yeah. have been really good if she'd had like a friend pop star person who did all of that stuff and loved it. Right. Um, have like a, a like a Nicki Minaj Or a Rihanna. Or right. a Rihanna, yeah. yeah. But yeah, exactly. It would have been really good for us to see that the movie wasn't saying that this is bad. It's saying mm-hmm. that it's bad for her. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it and she's being pushed into it. But if other people want to do it, that's cool. Yeah, but it's would but have it, been a good com- what it comes across as is generically, if you're the kind of singer who's into like fancy hair weaves and wearing little clothes or whatever, that's wrong. Especially and with you, Kaz's line about the uh, yeah. you'll be back in Yeah. And you're much more gen and, and the and that you're only genuine if you've got natural hair and you're yeah. wearing black clothes. Like that's not that's they're not like two sides of the same coin. They're just different options and that was the right one for her but it isn't necessarily the only yeah. way to be a pop star and to be happy yeah i definitely felt that too that it is slut shamey and it is saying that uh it does feel like it's saying that that women who don't fit into this molder fake yeah oh, at, and being sexual is inherently bad as well yeah like if you're acting sexy and acting sexual then that's inherently bad mm. um was definitely something and that you deserve I felt. all the bad things that happen to you yeah i don't know about that <laughs> I don't I, no I don't I don't I don't know that that's true because that she definitely wasn't put on the spot as deserving what happens to her on stage and stuff like no, that. No and and that was quite like it it's obviously like unrealistic but at least the audience are on her side. Right. I don't I don't think that it's saying that you deserve it. I think that it, it I just think it's saying that that's bad. Mm. And and yeah. it it's set up because we don't see Again, because they're focusing on this love story and not on all the interesting themes and the interesting stuff, mm. like there could have been a lot more of, of <laughs> Noni, um, in 
her in her showbiz world. Yeah. Um, everybody in that showbiz world is bad and that's kind of frustrating to yeah. me as well. There's no like friend that, that's her friend that like is a person who also wants to be a performer. There's nothing genuine in that world at all. No. The only person who's genuine in it is her and she's trying to find her genuine yeah. self in it. So I think that was a bit rubbish to be honest. Mm. Um, and, and also her mother's the only woman in it. Mm. In yeah. that world. And, and in it's fact, funny like, are there she any walks... other g- women? No. I'm trying to think. Are there actually like does she in interact with company, any other women in the movie apart from her mother? Like she, and Shaka Khan at the thing? start. She walks past Shaka Khan at the start, and Shaka Khan says, "Cool hair," or "Love the hair," or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's like a, a nothing. But that would have been interesting, even even if there was like some an older singer like that who could mentor her a bit. Like, there's nothing. There's like, oh like no, she, she has does. No of course she does because there's the hairdresser. Yeah, the hairdresser. Right. The the alternate mother figure. But there is like there isn't that she doesn't have like even a mentor other than her mother and and. Yeah, no, you're right. No connection with the rest of the industry, which is odd. She, yeah, it feels like she's being kept isolated, but they're not really exploring that. Yeah, and it means that we don't get to see any variety of female pop singers. You mm. get Noni, and that's it. Yeah, I think what we basically want is a totally different movie, but with the same character in it. Well, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that'd be it. Wouldn't it be great if they just made a different movie, well, but I, with this world and this well, character? See, that I, would I, be great. I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of this movie, but um, but I I just I found but, the romance so boring and he's so boring that it just kind of yeah I, I just it just goes by yeah it I, just happens I I don't know I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I think it was in the right frame of mind to watch it so yeah I think that's. That was why I had a different experience, but definitely once you pick at it a bit, I also it's not saw Fruitvale stations like two days, t- station two days, one day before something like right, that. Right, and it's so, which is so much better. Yeah, I'm gonna go and watch Fruitvale station now, but, but before I do that, I'm just gonna give this three and a half stars because I like it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it three. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find old episodes or read our show notes they're on our website silverscreenqueens.com if you want to read katie's review of beyond the light and any other movies that she watches they'll be it'll be up on her blog silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com um, and if you want to find us on social media we're on tumblr silverscreenqueen nope that's not it tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com we're on twitter at screen underscore queens and on facebook facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens thank you very much for listening bye bye